0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Breaking Uneven podcast. We love to talk shop, uncover the beauty of failures and play a few games. Today we're hosting Sanjana Aswani, the founder of Ride. Sanjana's journey started at Northeastern University where she did a bachelor's degree in economics after which she went on to Maggie London as a customer experience specialist, and then she started riding an indoor rhythm cycling studio that's tackling the fitness enthusiast dem- demand in India today. Have we missed anything noteworthy from your journey so far?
1: I mean, you got it pretty much all covered, but uh, it's not about what's happened; it's about what's going to happen in the future. So that's what we're here for. So let's get started on that.
0: Cool. So let's uh, understand a little more about Ride. Um, So Janvi is going to throw at you our first challenge.
2: So the first challenge is called a Twitter Pit challenge. Twitter is known for its 280 character limit on every tweet, which sometimes makes it a little difficult to convey your thoughts. It takes about 20 seconds to speak 280 characters. So we transfer this challenge to you to explain to us Ride in 20 seconds. But we won't make it easy. Uh, You also need to use one emoji and one hashtag in
1: your tweets. Any questions? It wasn't easy to begin with. So uh, I don't know why <laughs> you guys had to make it more difficult. Uh, because I mean, there's so much to say about right? you know. So let me know when you're ready and I can start the demo. Cool, you can start. I'm just going to... Three, two, one, Go so ride is a rhythm based indoor cycling studio that focuses on holistic well-being and community and it's a one of a kind studio in mumbai where we all, you know we, we have a variety of uh, different fitness classes um, you know from spinning to yoga pilates boxing everything but the core ethos of ride is to enjoy movement and to, um, you know, to f- have a feeling of togetherness and community while doing so, and it's not as much as to focus on just changing your body or hitting a certain number or you know, you know, a certain fitness goal. It's more for that mind and soul connection as well. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, hashtag
2: and emoji.
1: Uh, the emoji would be, okay, so I have two emojis that I always put like for everything ride, which is one is a purple heart. And one is this guy on a, this purple, this guy who's wearing like an all purple um, suit and he's on a bike. So those are the two, two emojis. And the hashtag would be hashtag ride tribe. So that's what we call our community, ride tribe. So that would be the hashtag.
0: I'm almost certain your, your pitch was more than 20 seconds.
1: Yeah. You never told me that if you had five seconds to go, I would have sped it up, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, that no, it ran well above uh, 20 seconds. But I think um, it was important to highlight all of those points so we can now go deeper into what right stands for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and let's you know, let's start from the beginning. So I think... What I would love to understand is you. You've spent time as a customer experience specialist, right? If you had to take, if you had to take one thing away from that or one skill away from that, what would it be?
1: I think patience. Um, just because you know you're dealing with a. So I was. It was a small company. So there weren't like, there was only one employee doing customer service and that was me. So there was a lot of emails or a lot of phone calls and a lot of angry customers. They didn't get their order in time or whatever. Their order came damaged and you're like kind of taking the brunt of it all. Um, so yeah, a lot of patience. Um. Also, because it was a small company, Um. you know, like employees had to do a lot of odd jobs as well. Uh, you know we had to be like assistants at the photo shoots um kind of things like that so yeah a lot of patience and also just working uh it was my first job experience in the U.S. I was like in the big city New York and um living alone so it's a lot of like just learning how to be independent uh do things on you know for myself um and just things like that so you know that and just just communication skills really you know you have to kind of be cool calm collected talking to people from like different cultures and it was like all over the it was like an international clothing brand so um so that and also you know learn patience also because you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again um and you know how 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 do you like keep yourself um motivated to you know go and show up and do your best and you know, make it every single day.
0: Yeah. So if you could go back in time, right? uh, Because you were there for almost seven months, which is a a decently long time, right? So if you could go back in time, would you want to have that experience again?
1: Yeah, 100%. Like, I honestly wouldn't want to take anything back from my journey. I think it it all um, led to this. It all led... To ride in in a weird way um and uh, yeah I wouldn't want to take anything back because like I said I learned a lot of um lot of important soft skills from that as well and um man I was alone in the big city and that that in itself is such a big learning experience you know aside from the job obviously so yeah yeah,
2: no, 100%. So I'm currently like working in London and I understand that like completely. It's having a job plus just the whole aspect of navigating, living on your own and being away from family and being away from um, the city, I guess, that you were raised in. Um. So what was like the motivation then to leave New York and come back to Mumbai?
1: Yeah, so I was in studying in Boston. So I left New York Went back to Boston. Um, there was still COVID happening during that time, and I was, I did a semester, uh, from home, and I did a work experience, another work experience, from home. Um, and during that time, honestly, I took all that time, and to be honest, um, the workload wasn't that much, so I took all that time, and all I did was think of pride, uh, which which wasn't like gonna, which at that point was just an inception. It was just a thought. Um, and, I, and I kept on kind of uh, visualizing it and thinking of ways to make it a reality. Even at that, that point, I wasn't 100% sure I was going to do that. But it just it just consumed my mind. So it was just such a strong pull towards it that I was like, honestly, nothing else is making sense to me right now. Um, Than doing this. And honestly, the whole work from home experience uh, was a little bit challenging for me because I was really demotivated at that time. Um, so, a lot of my friends were still in school, some of them were working, and everyone had like different jobs. So, it wasn't like we could all kind of work together or study together. Like, that wasn't there. Uh, you know, you can't just go to campus and sit in a circle and, you know, um work together, so so it was really isolating for me, and I just wanted to be a part of the community and and you know like have that um feeling of home as well so i I just yeah, that's why I came back and I also ride like did not leave my mind like it was literally <laughs> constantly on my mind, so I just knew I had to have to do this
2: and um, yeah, no, that sounds exciting, and in terms of when it was on your mind, like how long did it take you to go from ideation to actually implementing
1: it? Uh, so honestly, looking back at it, like it, it seems like, oh, yeah, I just did that, you know, it just happened. Uh, you, you sometimes forget how much work you actually put into it at that time. I don't know if that is the same case for you guys, um, because when everything is going smoothly, you forget that there was a time when it was like literally everything was falling apart. But anyway, so uh, initially, uh, I thought about this during COVID, when the lockdown, when we were back here in Bombay. And I was kind of pitching it to my family. <laughs> like I was like, and my dad's like, no, you need to like pitch it to me, like, you know, like properly like create a presentation. I want to know that you're serious about this. Um. So yeah, I was very serious about it at that time. So I created a whole presentation to kind of pitch it to him and everything. Uh, And he was, uh, I mean, he, he, he doesn't, he's not a very, uh, he's not a person who's very much into the fitness space. Um, So he, he was kind of grappling with the concept. He wasn't so sure. Uh, And then again, college started. So I went back to Boston, uh, but this thought, like I said, never left my mind. Uh, So there I actually was training in this studio called Bespoke, because like I said, the workload in my, uni and my uh the second job that i did was really low so i was like i want to make the most of my time here so i uh anyways had completed a certain number of uh indoor cycling classes and they allowed me to enroll in their like teacher training course um for in bespoke studios Boston. so i did that and uh i spoke to the founder of bespoke and this other uh, studio handlebar, which is also in Boston, and that started by a Northeastern alum. So she was like really like you know just just very motivating, and you know we had like several conversations and stuff. Uh, and then I and then I and then I was like sure. I was like you know I was pretty sure at that point that I'm gonna do this. So then I um, left my job early. I I made up some excuse like uh, you know uh it's covid and i need to spend time with my parents or something and i and i just sent them an email i was like bye my tickets are booked i'm going to bombay <laughs> peace um and then i left my job early i came here and i saw places like that coming week And the first place I saw was the place we have now. So I I obviously had like this vision of the interiors I wanted. I found the right architect. Finding instructors, I would say is the hardest part because there are no indoor cycling instructors in Bombay. So we had to get like fitness enthusiasts and people who have their background in health and fitness to kind of be a, to join our team on good faith. Like this is the concept. I'm sure, you know, you might've heard of it. You might have not but uh would you be down to like take you know joining us on this journey then like we had a very rigorous four month like crash course where we used to like practice every single day in my house um you know in my hall with the bikes and all set up for like two hours or so a day we had a master instructor who's been doing this since twenty twenty five years um who's like a very strict teacher and everything so so it was kind of it was fun also like at that time and then finding the bikes we had to like run around um like all over India to find these bikes and finally you know we had to go with these international um brands of bikes and get it shipped wait for it to get shipped everything so I mean it was a whole process of even doing up the interiors and then started the actual job of of um you know of getting everyone to join us on that journey you know making them believe in this is in this very fresh and new concept and kind of spreading the word about us and honestly most of the people who come to ride even today is is through word of mouth it's because you know whoever walks in we try to make them feel great about themselves have an amazing workout um and yeah so so it's it's um there have been many ups and downs you know there was the third wave of covid that hit uh in the december we started in october there was a third wave in december jan and all the studios had to be on 50 percent capacity and a lot of people were scared uh and that time you know i i would literally like be like how are we gonna get through this you know so, uh, so yeah, I mean, lots of ups and downs have happened and I finally feel like, you know, in a really good space right now. So, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a heck of a journey. So you,
0: you know, when you start a business, you've got multiple different roles, right? You've got marketing, you've got, of course, in your case, the fitness instructors, um, finance, et cetera. How many of these hats did you wear? when you started the business?
1: Uh, Funny you ask, because I think I wore every hat. We had no employees. There was one full-time employee. That's me. Uh, Even today, a lot of this stuff is managed by me. In fact, at that time, we didn't. We just recently got a receptionist like six months ago. So For the first eight or nine months, I was the receptionist, as well as the instructor, as well as I was handling the website and the phone, phone and the WhatsApp and the phone calls, everything. And um, but at that time, it was very important that I was doing it like I could not like let go of that responsibility to just anybody, you know, um, to me, it was like very, very important that I do it that I respond to all the WhatsApps and I pick up every phone call and I'm there every day for every single class, whether it's like 730 a.m. or like 8 p.m. Um, yeah, I just wanted to be there for right, like all the time. Like I had a genuine attachment towards it. And then someone kind of explained me that, you know, like you need to delegate, like you're not like doing yourself justice or the business justice, like you need to create a good system that works with or without you. And uh, yeah, finally, like I started letting go of all of my responsibilities, but uh, which is uh, which every entrepreneur should do, obviously. Um, but i was wearing a lot of the hats so that's why i've learned like a lot of lot of skills through this whole process Uh, in fact i would say that going into right like honestly i just jumped into it like i i wasn't like okay i'm gonna do a course in marketing i'm gonna do a course in social media and i'm gonna like learn how to do finances and create like pitch decks or like do like profit and loss sheets and all of this like yeah i was an econ major but this is more finance and like, all of these things, and I, I just, like, I just jumped into it, and I was, like, whatever happens, I'm going to learn along the way, you know, so, so, yeah, sometimes it's important to just start, and just, if you if you really want something, just start, like, you can't wait to be this perfect person, this, you know, to, to begin something, I feel like, every, you know, people are, like, scared, they want to, um kind of, learn everything before starting, but that, I mean, you can never know everything anyway. So, yeah.
0: So now that you've, you know, donned all these different hats over the course of ride, where do you see, what do you see as your role in the future of ride? Like, which is the hat that you want to continue wearing and which are the hats you want to delegate?
1: Yeah, so um, I definitely, the thing is, I, I can never... Uh, I still go to the studio every day even though we have like a receptionist whether it's my class or another instructor's class um, but obviously if I'm unavailable at a specific timing then I'm okay with just like letting um, the staff handle it and stuff. So so I think the, the roles that I'm most attached to is obviously growing the business in terms of um, expanding uh, into like more spaces, more studios, um, all of that and, and I always want to be uh, an indoor cycling instructor and I'm actually getting my uh, I'm actually doing my teacher training in other disciplines of fitness as well um, but I've really grown to love uh, connecting with people on that level uh, it, it, it's like it's a very very joyful experience for me so and, and obviously like giving that energy and receiving that energy is just magical so so that that is one role that I'm also extremely attached
2: to. So you mentioned before that there's a long journey left for ride. And even now your thought of like the future is to expand um to different studios, I guess, across yeah. the city, across the country. So what are the different ways in which you're expanding your offering of ride? Is it just gonna be in terms of like different like you also mentioned that you want to you're doing different fitness qualifications. So is that also on the charts where I will provide services beyond indoor cycling or is there, um, or is right now the focus to expand to different cities and um, across India or even wider?
1: Yeah. So, um. so yeah, nothing, I mean, not, I mean nothing has been set like right now, nothing is yeah. like, but you know, We do want to expand to more spaces, definitely other cities in India. And also, um, Jai already has other forms of fitness besides indoor cycling, like yoga, Pilates, boxing. Um, But yeah, so definitely, I personally uh, am uh, doing, you know, learning about the other disciplines, getting my teacher training done, um, you know, but... But we have like a wonderful team of instructors that are already doing that. But definitely in the other, whenever we expand to like different spaces, we do want to give our members that like holistic, well-rounded studio that has um, something for everyone, or you know, some something for every need or purpose. So so a lot of our so a lot of people that come to ride who do indoor cycling, also do Pilates, yoga, other things. So I've tried. Because, um, so yeah, so definitely a little bit of both. Definitely want to get into different forms of fitness for myself and for RIDE. And also more cities, more studios, all of that. Um, and yeah, also like expand in different ways. Um, like even in the, in the wellness space, um, you know, we want to also kind of uh, expand in that space as well when it comes to like meditation, breath work healing you know sound bath healings and stuff like that so so I mean right is right is again like the main the main thing about right is our ethos right that that will always stay the same that is our core value and everything else is growing from that
2: yeah no it's um interesting to see how like you're connecting everything back to like the core part being wellness and Yeah I want to know like what are your thoughts in terms of um, mental health and fitness a lot of times like fitness is not or like physical exercise is not only about maintaining a certain figure or losing a certain amount of weight but a lot of it is also connected to like your mental space so even if you could share like your journey if there was any impact that noticeable impact on your mental health with the benefit of like fitness.
1: Yeah so um so I've seen like both sides of the coin where you know I was in Boston I was feeling very isolated and like uh, you know I had genuinely had seasonal depression at one point and I used to go to like fitness studios almost every single day I used to like never spend on going out or like going clubbing or anything and I would always be like I don't care I'm spending all my money on indoor cycling studios and Barry's and all of these other fitness studios because that's like I love that like that energy was just like just magical to me so that that is like you know one good thing about fitness um and how that supports mental health because obviously a you feel like you're it's, when you do a group fitness workout with good energy good instructors a very like good ambiance, you feel happy right it releases serotonin dopamine it makes you feel like you're a part of the Part of a community it's very good to balance your hormones in the long run as well you know especially for women uh with pcos pcod it really helps to um, balance your hormones and kind of stabilize your mood in that way uh but then there's also another side of uh another side where it can it can be uh detrimental to your ment- mental health if you approach fitness uh in a in a way that is like um, if your reasons behind doing it aren't uh, good. So if you're doing it purely for like aesthetic reasons, you're also going to put that additional pressure on yourself. You know, a lot of people are addicted to looking at their Apple watch, making sure they're closing their rings. And I always see that. And, uh, and yeah, it can be a good thing if, if, if that works for you. And you know, you can detach yourself from that a little bit, then that's great. But people are like people who are attached to that and, you know, kind of obsessed with it and um, are putting a lot of pressure on themselves and their body to reach a certain goal, to see results. Uh, They've given themselves a specific timeline or things like that, that I feel like can get a little bit detrimental to your health just because you're not kind of... um, Because I feel like you lose that mind to body connection. You're not listening to what your body is saying. You're listening to what a watch is saying or what the number on. So all our bikes, we remove the monitors. Because we don't want you to see how many calories you're burning or what what your RPM is. Okay, Like, like listen to your body. If that day you feel like pushing yourself, push yourself beyond your limit but if not you want to take it easy that's okay because we have people who come every single day and every single day their average calories burnt are different and that's fine you know so it, it you so it's all about that and, and when you stop listening to your body you know and your body is really stressed out you're gonna produce like cortisol and like all of these other uh leptin and all of these other uh hormones that are just gonna going to kind of put your body in this fight or flight mode and then you know your results are going to be even more delayed and that can have a lot of long-term repercussions as well on your body so that is why it is very important for us to kind of um have that mind soul connection with your body and your your fitness journey you know it's not all about uh, being it's not all about hitting a certain goal or a certain number or anything. So, yeah, there are, there are two science sides to it, right? Like fitness, if, if it's done in a, in a good holistic wellness way, like it can, it can be so good for your mental health. It's very, very crucial for your mental well-being um, to, you know, move and enjoy movement. But if it's done in a, in a very extreme um, and unhealthy way, then yeah, it can also kind of cause unnecessary stress. I feel like a lot of studios um you know are, are making that shift slowly um but a lot of people and a lot of uh, spaces I feel like even especially in India maybe um, maybe it's just maybe it's just not a lot of people have experienced it but I have I feel like I've experienced this to an extent where I, I feel like a lot of fitness coaches you know and a lot of nutritionists uh, don't focus on that soul and mind to body connection um, they're they more about the numbers and they're more about fast results. So so that's where I feel like that change needs to happen, you
0: know. No, I totally get it. I've been a I've been a victim of this like numbers obsessed fitness path, right? Like <clears throat> I had a bit of a fitness journey and during that time I was so like obsessed with numbers, I would constantly see every day. Would try to beat my like how much I'm running, and then every day track my weight and stuff like that. And like, and yeah, what, what you said about it, now you don't feel the same level of you know effort the same every day. So like you should allow yourself to relax on certain days and push harder on certain days. And I think yeah, that's a change that's needed. Um but in your experience, so you've already mentioned one way that you do that at time, that, right? which is You've removed the monitors from the from the cycles. So, what are the other ways in which, for example, whether it's with you know boxing, yoga, etc., are there other ways that are trying to change the way people think about fitness altogether?
1: Yeah, so uh, so like I said in the very beginning, you know, these are core values ethos, and this is how we lead the every day with this mindset. So, you know, whether it be, you know, a lot of people come to the studio and they're like, no, Sanjana, tell me like how much weight will I lose in one month? Okay, like what will be my, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to, let's not discuss this, just enjoy your workout and let whatever happens, happen. So just enjoy, be consistent, you know, focus on eating foods that nourish your body and, you know, whole foods and just, just enjoy the journey and the results will come, you know. And uh, and that's what we're all about. So so if you see like, Arnold you've come to ride. You know, like we, we you know, <laughs> we love music. We have a lot of fun. We play with lights and we just, as instructors, we're just there, you know, we're giggling, we're cracking jokes, you know, we're making you move and groove to the beat of the music. And uh, we're just, everyone's just having fun. You know, everyone's just, um, just enjoying. It's like, honestly, like to me, it's like having a party so i always I, you know i i, I always like to ride before going out on the weekends because that's like literally i call it my pre game ride because that pumps me up that gets my energy going that gets my blood flowing and i'm just like feeling so like euphoric after so so that's just how all of our workouts are designed so even box sculpt um it's it's just a high energy happy good vibes like um, workout that's why we have community workouts we, we want you to feel like you know you're connecting with other people and we're all working out together and and everyone's having a good time and nothing serious you can say whatever you want during class you can laugh you can dance you can sing along to the music you know so it's it's like you have a complete like freedom to just be yourself to be open and yeah and enjoy the ride so so that's where that's kind of the main focus, I would say.
0: Okay. And now for like the future of Ride, <clears throat> do you see that as something that's gonna be led by you, or do you want ride to be its entirely own thing?
1: Uh so to be honest, I I've, I want ride to be its entirely own thing. Um I think it's a phenomenon and I think it's like a it's a brand of it on its own, of itself. Uh, and obviously, I'm like deeply connected to Ride, like personally. And I always want to be an instructor. My dog is here. Uh, I always want to be like a fitness coach. And I want to be a part of Ride in every way possible. But um, in general, uh, Ride is a brand of its own. So, you know, it's it's not about me. It's everyone's Ride, you know. was your dog. Show us the dog, shows, And the... we've had dogs on the podcast before. Bella,
0: she's going to start barking. Bella has the honor of being the second ever dog on ride.
2: Yes. Um. So, I mean, you said that uh, the important thing is to enjoy the journey and the results will come. And that can be very well translated to like business overall as well. Like a company that you start, it's about like enjoying the journey. And results uh, will come. So, uh, one of the challenges we have is called Two Lies and One Truth. Um, it is to understand your journey with Ride. And whether it's a challenge or your biggest achievements, the idea is that you give us three statements from which one explains the actual big moment at Ride, and the other two are false statements. Um, and then Anuj and I will guess which is the correct one.
1: Okay, so one truth and Two lies, two lies. Yeah, I fractured my elbow because I hit a dumbbell while uh, giving while instructing a class. Ride um was featured on Vogue magazine, and the third one is we have an all boys class every Thursday at 8 p.m. Boys only. I feel like
0: I very, very clearly know the answer to this. Um, yeah, so Dami, kind of answer. Yeah. yeah. So, you answer. Yeah. So, Jami, you answer first. Yeah, I was going to
2: take advantage of just going along with what you were going to say, but, um, okay, so it's a fracture, right, As mentioned on Vogue, and then you have a boys only class.
0: Very good list, by the way, Very tough for John Lee. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: I'm going to go where ride was mentioned on Vogue. I don't think you have a boys-only class. Um, Yeah, so I would go for um
1: the second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> How do you know I haven't enjoyed my elbow? haven't fractured my elbow because I was actually really close to my elbow like at, while instructing a class like because I did like I was like doing like an elbow pop and I like <laughs> the, I was like with instructor uh oh, at the so I almost hit the wall and I was like being really overly enthusiastic and I was like elbow <laughs> pop, I was, like, oh. actually like break my uh, thought I fractured my elbow but I didn't, luckily. So, yeah.
2: I thought that that would have been a very obvious one for Anush
1: to guess. But we That's should true. have a boys only class because school boys, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. OK, so let's go to our next, next um, game. This is called Red Flags. So, we're going to give you three hypothetical situations. Um, Each situation is composed of two things that are going great and one red flag, uh, all of course adapted for ride. Uh, You have to then pick which of these three situations you would rather be in. So situation one is rides classes are running full. There is demand to expand to another studio, but all your current cycles break down suddenly. Situation two, is ride has five different fitness types you have some of the prime trainers working with you however someone breaks their ankle during the class and situation three is ride has raised funding you're expanding to a new city but another cycling studio goes viral with popularity um
1: so i would so the I would definitely not pick the last one. And the second one is someone twists their ankle or something during class.
0: Breaks but their then ankle I, during it
1: class. Breaks, it breaks their ankle during class. But is that their fault? That's their fault that like they must have done a a move incorrectly or not followed the instrument.
0: Yeah, it's it's not because the cycle broke through or something. It's yeah, it yeah. is a user fault, yes.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's very upsetting, but I feel like, you know, uh, we can, we can work overtime with the physician and, you know, us personally as well, giving them a lot of personal attention and, you know, and how to recover from that injury. Um, and, you know, it, it, you know, we do our best to avoid all injuries, like indoor cycling, uh, is a, is a very, um, is a, is a kind of form of workout that a lot of athletes use after after they've been injured because it's very easy on your joints. It's very good for recovery. So it's very rare that someone feels any uh, major pain or discomfort after class, and uh, especially like an, an injury happening through a indoor cycling class at ride is, is highly unlikely, or any other class for that matter because also the instructors give a lot of personal attention to everyone we always encourage everyone to take a break when they feel like it if it's getting too much to t- take the resistance down or decrease their speed. So, I mean, if, if they did get injured because um, they probably already had uh, some, maybe they had a previous injury and that's kind of acting up again or whatever, you know, we would definitely um, help them get connected to uh, the right physician, which we have a, a large database of uh, physicians in this area. Uh, and also like help them recover at right, you know through easing back into our uh, exercise and, you know, maybe starting with just yoga and, and mobility work first. So I think, yeah, definitely the second one, just because the first and the third one also are like very scary scenarios. And I don't want to, I don't want to think about that right now. So yeah, the second <laughs> one is something that we can work with. Okay. We can get through it. We can get past it. Yeah. Makes sense. I think, yeah,
0: I, I get what you mean, and I guess yeah, all the cycles breaking down suddenly—that's like a a, yeah, a big red flag. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. So then let's go on to our final section. I think this one you'll enjoy the most.
2: Yes. So the final section is the rapid fire. So self self-explanatory. I just I'll ask you questions, and you need to give rapid answers. Um, so the first one is, did you ever question whether Ride was worth it? Yeah.
1: Of course. Your proudest moment with Ride so far? Uh, there is. There has been a proud moment with Ride so far lately, um, which Anush knows about, but I'm not allowed to discuss at the moment.
2: <laughs> there it is. The suspense. Uh, what was your biggest sac- sacrifice for making right possible?
1: So I, um, I was an econ major, but also uh, I wanted to do either uh, something in finance or something in relation with my family business, but in the US, because um, I have a green card and I always thought that I would be like staying back there and like, you know, living there, working there, everything so i think that was and i was really enjoying my time in boston and new york and and, and really starting to feel like you know i, I could do this and live alone and, and you know have a life here and and but i feel like i kind of had to give that up if i wanted to do ride, um so yeah i think that was the your favorite aspect of ride Uh, The community, the people, you know, I mean, the the right tribe, you know, that's what makes it also, yeah. I know. What was the one time you felt like you let ride down? I mean, there have been a lot of times because obviously I'm not a perfect person. Like I said, I kind of figured it out along the way. Uh, I think I always feel guilty when I go for like uh, trips, which I do like one or two long trips. I have to go to the US pretty often. Uh, you know, or if I go for a trip, you know, for like one week or two weeks or something, I always, uh, you know, towards the end, I'm always like, I just want to go back to ride. So, yeah, Uh, best business idea you will never use. I don't want to say this because I might actually do this in the future. But if anyone wants to do this and partner with me, let me know. Uh, I thought of doing something like rent the runway, but for like Indian clothing and jewelry. So like oh jewelry, clothing, rental, you know, so you, all of us have this struggle where we go for weddings and stuff. We're buying like clothes that are like worth a lot. We wear them once. We take a bunch of photos. All our friends and family saw us in that. And we're like, shit, we can never wear that again, you know literally smells
2: you are on the tube and i was like you know what this needs to be done in i can you know like like and
1: stuff like that because it's yeah. just so irritating if anyone watching it, yeah. finance this idea <laughs> but yeah um, apparently i think there already is one or two though there is there is but they don't have like designers so i've already done my research on this um who wants to rent something from H and M and wear it once and send it back? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, which hobby of yours did your work in? I used to play the guitar and I used to sing. Um, you know, a lot. Uh, I was a music minor in college, and before that, I used, I was trained in Hindustani vocals. And uh, and yeah, I feel like I don't get so much time to kind of kind of practice. Playing the guitar and singing and all of those things. Um, kill is a strong word. Um, it's just that I don't <laughs> have much time to do it, but it'll always be my passion and my hobby. So it's about me making time for it. So. Okay. Um, books or podcasts? Podcasts.
2: iPad or notebook? iPad. I don't use eBook okay. to be honest. <laughs> Uh, are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a morning person for sure. I get I
1: get really tired post 11 p.m. Like Can't do anything, just need to sleep.
2: Okay. Uh, favorite social media platform? Instagram for sure. Okay, so that concludes the rapid fire segment and bringing us to the end of our conversation. But um, before we end, we have a segment where we ask our guests to ask the next guest a question. So first, we'll ask you um, the question our previous guests asked, and then we'll ask you to ask the next guest. Um, so your question is,
0: because this is a subject which I find very relevant and very important to talk about is, um, what do you think about the ongoing protests? Sorry, man, it's a journalistic one, okay, it's going to be a bit... So I can't help myself. but What do you think about the ongoing protests uh, by our wrestlers, at Jantar Mantar?
1: Yeah, I was very upset when I um, heard about the allegations um, towards Mr. Singh, who is uh, who's a very powerful man um, in you know, and he's also a part of the Indian. He's also connected to the Indian government, which is why he's. Um, you know getting off so easy and why the process has been delayed for so long uh, which is which is really sad to hear because this has been happening since um you know the beginning of time in india where powerful men just just get to just get their way and you know everyone else has to keep their keep quiet or uh you know or not or, or no matter how much they do to get justice it it never quite goes their way so, uh, you know, it took a long time for, you know, for them to even get to the point of filing an FIR. Uh, and, and now, you know, that it's the whole, um, they've not been releasing the uh, information on the investigation that was done. So it's really sad. And I feel like, I feel it's really sad that there is even a need for, um, for everyone, for, you know, even the farmers join the protest and still they're not being heard. So it's very sad that it even has to get to this um place and they they're still not being heard. So um so you know I really hope that uh I really hope that this systematic oppression of women like stops. Um and and, and I do and I really appreciate everyone who came together for this protest and but I feel like that that there definitely needs to be um a change in the Indian government um and every small step counts and every person counts and so yeah so yeah I mean there's a long way to go but but the change is coming slowly for sure but it's very upsetting to hear you know about this matter so yeah 100 yeah,
0: percent so finally, at the end of our conversation, thank you so much, Sanjana, for joining us. It was an absolute pleasure having you on board.
1: Yes, thank, thank you, you so you much. much for inviting me to do this.